you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks, and we have some preseason football to discuss. And Bucky, before we get to some preseason football on some some promising rookies, man, we got a flurry of trades taking place on a Friday here. This is not a Friday Friday news dump. This is a Friday player dump. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on Friday. Obviously, a ton of trades um, that we see: the Eagles and the Bills, the Bills and the Rams. Uh, you got the Zeke Elliott news. You got rookie quarterbacks playing like crazy uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> a lot of stuff a lot of stuff going all right on. well hey let's 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 start with you mentioned there briefly about uh, ezekiel elliott so i'm sure everybody's heard at this point in time what the news was that just came down on his suspension why don't you spell it out for everybody buck so ezekiel elliott has been suspended by the league for six games to start the year so um the league in a letter kind of pointed back to the domestic violence case from 2016 july 2016 and also alluded to the saint patty's day incident uh where he pulled down the young lady's shirt uh this spring and just kind of said that there was grounds for you know conduct detrimental want to suspend him six games uh he has three days to appeal we will see how it plays out but they presented a pretty strong case when it comes to the letter that they wrote so we'll see if they're able to reduce it overturn it uh whenever the appeals process plays out I mean, this is the thing with the Cowboys, too, is it's not, you know, you look at all the changeover that they've had in the secondary. We talk about replacing two offensive line starters, although you can make a case Lyle Collins is a, is a really solid football player. But still, you got two new faces in there. you got a bunch of new faces in the secondary that a lot of communication needs to take place. Now you take out, I mean, I think we probably would be in agreement as great as Dak Prescott was last year, Zeke Elliott, their most valuable offensive player, uh, for six weeks this football team and when you look at the schedule um let's go through the regular season giants division game right out the shoot that's a huge game at the broncos that's not a picnic at the cardinals 
that's a talented team that underachieved a little bit last year. Rams at home uh, will yet to be determined, although we'll get into their new weapon coming forward. Then the Packers. I mean, Bucky, this is not a uh, not an easy slate. The Cowboys could find themselves pretty much out of this thing before the season even gets rolling, before they get the running back back. Yeah, it's true. Within the first six games, they played four top ten defenses from a season ago, the Giants, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Rams. Uh, and what to make it tougher is without Zeke Elliott, you now may not have to command as much attention to the running game. You devote some of that to the passing game, and now you have to figure out how do you create opportunities for Des Bryant, do you spread the field out and put Ryan Swisher on the field? He and Cole Beasley complement one another. Uh, there are a lot of different things. The good thing, I guess, for the Cowboys is it happened now so they can begin the process of planning. But it does make it very, very difficult and challenging for this team going forward because last year their best defense was their offense and their ability to play keep away without Zeke Elliott. And even though you still can get productive games from Dan McFadden or Alfred Morris, it's different. I just don't know if they can play the same way that they played last year. Puts a lot more pressure on that defense and a tremendous amount of pressure on Dak Prescott to, in his second year, show people that he can really carry this offense. We'll see if he can hold up. Not to mention the suspensions. You know, we got a number of suspensions on this uh, front seven that they've got to deal with. So, uh, man, this is a, it's a challenging, uh, it's a challenge, big challenge facing the Cowboys right now. Although I will say in the division, another, I don't, I don't think it'll get the same attention. But Trent Murphy, who was already going to be suspended for a few games, tore his ACL. So he's going to miss Ooh. the entire season. That was nine sacks for that football team last year. He's a big part of what they want to do defensively. Uh, we've talked about it. I think offensively, um, you can make a case, even though they lost to Sean Jackson, Pierre Garçon, I think they're going to be fine at receiver, especially if everything uh, with Terrell Pryor uh, comes together as it seems to be coming together for him. A lot more size, uh, a lot more physicality at the receiver position. They're going to score points. I'm not worried about Washington offensively. But Trent Murphy, that's a big loss for them uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And then uh, you look inside the division now in Philadelphia, who had a desperate need at corner. I guess we can jump right into some of these trades, Buck. Uh, end up trading off uh, Jordan Matthews. Uh, kind of we hinted at that maybe uh, being a possibility for this football team because of the emergence of a Nelson Aguilar. And not even just Nelson Aguilar. You look at what Mac Hollins did, the rookie out of North Carolina in the preseason game the other night. Uh, showed what he could, you know, Tar Heels, Bucky. That's just all you guys do. Is I mean, I was, just, I was excited about it. I'm glad to see him put the ball in the paint. He had been lighting it up during uh, training camp when you read the reports and you talked to people there. So I'm not surprised to see him get his opportunity. But, um, you know, Car I thought Carson Wentz looked pretty good. They got the ball he to did. the playmakers. They did a really good job of driving the ball down the field. Um, I think they attacked one of their biggest weaknesses. They needed to address the cornerback situation by making this trade, letting Jordan Matthews go to the Buffalo Bills, bringing back a Ronald Darby, a guy who yep. we talked about two years ago was like a young star last offseason. I know how we talked about him being a star, potentially growing into being a shutdown corner, cornerback. So now he gets the chance to play with Jim Swartz. They need someone who can hold up on the island because they want to be aggressive. Uh, let's just see how he does. And by the way, I believe Schwartzy was there with him for that. I believe he was there for that rookie season with Darby. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have that. to go back. I, I don't, I don't know if he was there. I can't, I can't remember. This is Doug Peterson's what year? First year, second this year, the second, second year for Doug Peterson. Hmm. And this is Darby. Is this Darby's third year? Right. I think it's his third. I want to say it's Darby's third year. Come on, Sully, get some research on this for us. Yeah, I'm working is on this, it. Is this away. Ronald Darby's third year? Because I believe if it is, then he would have been with Schwartz for a year. Uh, but nonetheless, you're talking about a real athletic guy. They needed an upgrade at the position. They feel good about some of these young guys. Rasul it's Douglas. his third year. Yeah, there you go. So he would have familiarity with him there. But uh, And now you've got Rasul Douglas, who they feel like is going to come on. And you've got the, really the kind of the ace in the hole probably for next year in Sidney Jones. 
uh, coming off of an Achilles, but who's got the potential to be a number one corner. So a lot of speed, a lot of young talent there now uh, in the secondary. And, and that's kind of the area of the roster they had to address. They had some depth at receiver. Uh, Jordan Matthews uh, ends up going. I believe there's also a draft pick involved with that as well, right? Didn't Philly send a third-round pick next year along with uh, Jordan Matthews to bring back Darby? Yes, they, yes, they did. So what the Buffalo Bills have been doing is they've been really trying to acquire assets, trying to pick up um, some draft picks so they can really attack the 2018 draft and maybe add and fortify to that roster. The thing is, and what's, what's interesting, and I understand like teams are typically um, reflect. The, the, the coach and so you talk about a blue collar guy and Sean McDermott a guy who was a former walk on a guy who's kind of worked his way up and you, you're sensing that I don't want to say they've jettisoned all of the stars but they've certainly let, let go some of their more notable players I just wonder if you can win games with kind of like a blue collar approach when you don't necessarily have playmakers because talent is ultimately supreme in the National Football League alright now let's uh Let's get on to the other move that the Bills made. You talk about getting assets. In order to get assets, you got to give up a player. They end up sending uh, Sammy Watkins, who has been unable to, to stay healthy, unfortunately, in his young career here with the Bills. They end up sending him to the Rams. And in exchange, I believe they got Gaines at corner and what, a, a two next year? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, they got Gaines at cornerback, and then they were able to get a second-round pick. So in one day, they picked up a second-round and a third-round pick for next year's draft. And, the, and a couple players. You, know, you, you, uh, you lose a receiver in Sammy Watkins. You bring one back in Jordan Matthews. Uh, you lose a corner in Darby, you bring one back in Gaines, and then they've picked up a couple assets in next year's draft. And this is something we've talked about, you know, what the Browns are able to do for next year is having assets in what on the outside early on looks like a heavy quarterback draft. Hopefully Tyrod Taylor plays great and he's the answer to all the, the Bills' questions at the position. If not, having some extra assets in next year's draft and one which it appears as if we could have three or four really, really good quarterbacks, uh, it's not a bad way to go. It's not a bad way to go, but I think it's going to be hard for Tyrod Taylor to play well with what he has on the outside. So, <laughs> they had um, no speed. Maybe, maybe it's a little <laughs> self-sabotage to put themselves in a position to get one of the quarterbacks that we've talked about so much. Yeah, so, I mean, look, Anquan Bolden they bring in, who's physical, tough, and, and can really live out of the slot. Jordan Matthews, physical, tough guy, not not going to blow the doors off anybody speed-wise, kind of, kind of a, a slot-type receiver. So, they have some uh, kind of some 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 duplicates here on this roster. Interesting thing I'm just realizing now is the fact that you got Sammy Watkins reunited with Robert Woods now uh, out there with the Rams. Yeah, I wonder how Robert Woods takes that because he signs a big contract to go away from him. You thinking that he's going to be the number one receiver for the Rams? <laughs> he gets there, kind of settles in, and oh, by the way, we're gonna bring Sammy back. And he's like, what? What's that about? But yeah. I think you and I have talked about the Rams. They needed. Um, as they're restocking their roster and they're restocking the lineup, they needed someone on the outside who could stretch the field. And for so long, we've been waiting for Tavon Austin to occupy yeah. that role. But I don't know if he's a natural receiver, one that can command attention. Now there's no doubt that at least Sammy Watkins can beat a vertical threat. I think he's averaged over 16 yards per catch during his career. So he can stretch the field. The other guys can do the underneath things. And I think this offense on the outside has gotten better, how quickly they develop a nice chemistry and rapport with Jared Goff will ultimately determine whether they're able to hit the ground running when the season opens in a few weeks. Well, I guess I guess I can let the cat out of the bag on this now because I think the Rams finally did release it. So I'm going to end up doing uh, some color on the Rams preseason games this year, which I'm, I'm really excited about. So I've been uh, – oh, oh, thank you, Sally. A little uh, clap track there. Uh, going to be with Andrew Siciliano, Marshall Falk. So it's going to be kind of and, an all-in. Uh, Danny network. Kleppinger used to Yeah, work, Danny Kleppinger on, used to on work the with her at Tennessee. Aaron. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. But I've spent some time with the Rams. We just had our our meeting uh, with Sean McVay the other day. Who, by the way, 
man, what an impressive guy. High energy, loves football. Could sit there and talk to him all day long. Uh, I do, I do uh, have some excitement here for the Rams in the future because I think they really did nail it with that head coach hire. But kind of coming through that production meeting, Bucky, one of the questions I had for him is kind of where are the explosive plays going to come from? Tavon Austin, you know, is has been hurt. That's been kind of a little bit of an issue there. Although same thing you can say for Sammy Watkins, but Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, extremely reliable, catch everything, smart, tough, um, going to be durable players. But I don't know, you know, where that those those chunk plays come from. He's in Washington. Deshaun Jackson uh, was able to get him those chunks, and it's hard. It's really hard, especially with a young quarterback, to methodically move the football up and down the field without getting some explosives. So I even asked him about the potential of those plays coming from the tight end position with Gerald Everett uh, and with Higby, the way that he's he's been in camp so far. And and they're high on those two guys, but I think there was a need at the receiver position to get some juice, and I think Sammy Watkins definitely brings that. It, it does. I mean, DJ, we, we do it as simple as if we were playing a video game and you grab the sticks and you look at the Rams. If I'm the opponent, I'm trying to figure out, well, who are the dangerous threats? And prior to getting Sammy Watkins, I don't know if there's anybody that's like, uh, you know what, I probably need to keep the safety back just to make sure they don't throw it over our head. Well, at least with Sammy Watkins coming in, his reputation and his production as a deep ball threat, you at least have to pay attention to where he lines up. That should create some opportunities for other guys in the passing game. And maybe it lifts one of the defenders out of the box so Ty Gurley can find some room. That is why it all needed to go together. They needed to find someone who could be an established playmaker to really make life easy on some of the other weapons on, on the offensive side. I know people are asking, what does this, what does this mean for Tavon Austin? I still think there's a place for him with this football team if he can get healthy. I mean, having a couple guys that can really go like that, Tavon Austin in the return game can help you out. You can flip him the ball. You can use him in some gadget stuff. But I think if you're looking at this roster and they go three wide, I think it does make a lot of sense with Cooper Cup in the slot, Robert Woods on one side, mm-hmm. and Sammy Watkins on the other. I think that's that's a group that you can really grow with right there. And as a young quarterback, to get Whitworth in at left tackle, to add these two young tight ends, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, now Sammy Watkins – it is a whole new crew, and this offseason has been about trying to help their young quarterback, Jared Goff, and I think you got to tip your cap and say, man, they took a big swing at it to, to help their young guy. I think one thing that we could see, and we've seen this craze kind of emerge in the league over the last eight, nine games and starting into this year, maybe Tavon Austin kind of reprises his role as a hybrid player in the backfield. Maybe he becomes their Tyron Montgomery. Even though he doesn't have the size, he does have experience running the football. He ran the football successfully in the National Football League. We talk about that big game that he had at West Virginia when he played running back against Oklahoma. Maybe he becomes a guy, when they go three wides, maybe he replaces Ty Gurley, goes into the backfield, does some of the draw screen, underneath stuff, use him as a matchup option because you're paying a guy $10 million a year. you got to find a way to get some production. That might be the best way to get production out of him because I just don't think he can cut it as a true wide receiver in that lineup. No, I, I'm with you completely, Bucky. I, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit with the Eagles and when they brought in Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, how it kind of reclassifies everybody. And, you know, puts we'll him, see puts him in Nelson their Aguilar, Yep, He dropped the ball the other night, no question, easy two-point conversion. But, you know, he's had a good camp, and I think some of that is taking some of that pressure off you and, and not trying to pretend you're a one when you're really a three or you're a four. And I think now when you look at the at the Rams, they've got these guys slotted correctly. And they've got a good shot to be competitive. You know, we talked about Carson Wentz uh, briefly, Buck. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me in that game, going back to the Eagles, and then we talk a little bit about golf, then we'll, we'll spring it forward to these rookie quarterbacks. But uh, 
I thought he looked physically so strong when I was out there at training camp. And watching him kind of shrug, uh, shrug off uh, Matthews, Clay Matthews, and then hit Hollins, who ends up doing the rest. But man, I just, man, it, it you know, look, it, it looked like Big Ben. I mean, I don't want to get carried away. It's a preseason game. I'm not trying to overhype it, but he is a big, strong, sturdy dude. He is a big, strong, sturdy dude. And you know, it's funny because I, I feel like everyone kind of poo-poos on the preseason the first week. You don't want to get too excited. But for me, I think you should have, have a little bit of excitement when you see guys perform well. And even though it's kind of set up for them to have success in the first game because the looks are vanilla, maybe they're playing yeah. against backups. But I want my guys to dominate against the backups. I want to walk away encouraged that the, ga- the game doesn't look too big for them. For Carson Wentz, a second-year guy, that first-string offense, I want to see them get in the rhythm, man. We saw that. For the rookies, I want to see them dominate their peers because they're basically are playing a college game against guys that they faced last year with their respective colleges. They should have success. So when they do that, it makes me feel a little more comfortable than if they were to struggle in that first game because then I'm thinking maybe the game is too big for them. Yeah, no question. The uh... – the thing I, I always come back on the preseason is that I even tweeted out, look, you, it's too, you don't ever claim victory or defeat on an evaluation based off how guys Oh, uh, yes, you do. You got to. No, it's you a week to week lead. You get caught. It's a week to week lead. You get caught in it. Here, here's the way I say it. I think, like I look at our, our job or my job and specifically, I want to tell you the folks what I see. I'm not necessarily forecasting what this means for him in the season or in his career, but I'm just telling you based off what I saw in this game, he was A, B, and C. And so, like, somebody tried to throw back in my face, like, well, you said Bortles, you know, showed poise and, and this or that and the other in a preseason game. I said, no, yeah, no, I did. Did, did I miss the part where I said he was going to be an all-pro or that I was wrong about my concerns about him coming into the draft? <laughs> no. I, I just mentioned what I saw in this particular instance. So you just keep it you keep it in context that way. And I always I, – my rule has always been if they're performing well, you can get encouraged, but you don't get too high. If they're struggling in the preseason, then I get I get worried. You know, when you talk about a first round pick that's not making anything happen when he's going up against a bunch of second and third stringers, uh, then then yeah, no, you get a little bit nervous there. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is you want to see the things that you saw on film that led you to either like or not like a player. Do those things pop up when you see him play against pros? Because the biggest part or the toughest part of the college evaluation is projecting what are they going to do at the next level. And so, and some of these things we saw it and. I'm going to be honest, I believe the league is beginning to change how they treat young quarterbacks. Um, in terms of, I felt like when I watched the three guys that we will talk about, Deshaun Kaiser, Mitchell Trubisky, and Deshaun Watson, I felt like their offensive play callers, play designers, did things that kind of fit their eye, fit their skill set. And I can't say that it has always been the case where offensive coordinators or play callers would change what they normally do to fit the talent of the player. But I did notice in each of their games that they did things that really, really fit what they did well in college. And so if you do that, I think you see a player look a little different. They play a little better because they're very, very comfortable. All right, so here's what I want to do. As we get into these rookies and how they played in their first game, the rookie quarterbacks, I'm going to go back through, Bucky. I'm going to read my college report, okay? And you tell me, based off what I said in this report and what you saw, um, where, where maybe it matches up or maybe where you say better or worse. Okay, you ready? Right. Let's go in the order they were picked. Let's do Trubisky, right? He put on a show. He was on fire for the Bears. Here's my report on Trubisky. Uh, junior one-year starter, average height, thick square build, uh, operates in the gun, quick feet in his setup, 
excellent pocket feel and awareness, has a dip-whip delivery, generates enough velocity to make all the throws. He's an anticipation thrower, shows the ability to read the entire field. Accuracy is good but not great, has some easy misses on simple underneath throws. Very good athlete, throws well on the move to both sides. He's effective on desired QB runs. Overall, Trubisky doesn't have a lot of experience, but he has NFL starting ability. So, where, where, off of a first glimpse, what matches up and what's different? Well, I think I think you kind of nailed him. Like what he is is a touch timing passer. He's athletic. He doesn't have a lot of experience, so you really want to keep things kind of simple and um, kind of easy for him early. When you watch the Bears, I noticed his throws came out of shotgun or they were off movement. Bootleg passes, got him on the perimeter, going to both sides. He was really effective in that. He got the ball out on time. He throws with anticipation. So the ball was out before the receiver came out of his break. So those things really allowed him to look like a starting NFL quarterback. Where he may struggle or where your report is also valid, he needs more experience because as teams quickly catch up to his fastball, does he have the ability to adapt and adjust and put himself in a position to continue to make throws and string together completions? Encouraged by the first part of it, but I do believe there's a lot of valid stuff to what you said in his report. Well, look, I thought he looked really good on the move, which is something that you, that we saw in college. I, I think the interesting thing when you watch the, the, the tape of this is that you'll see these all these guys really at this point in time in the preseason where they're playing, they're afforded space. And what I mean by that, they're afforded space on the move where they have clear sight lines. There's open space for them to see things. Yes. There's a lot of soft coverage. So you got a lot of space there to get the ball out of your hand right away. You have easy completions. What's going to happen is as you get towards the regular season and in, in real NFL football, that space is going to be condensed. You're going to see all press coverage. You're going to see they're going to hem you inside the pocket. Everything's going to get condensed. And mm-hmm. we'll get to see how these guys can function in, in that type of environment. But right now, uh, you know, we'll we'll get to uh, to Kaiser here in a minute. Uh, but even watching him in, in that game, man, a lot of soft coverage, uh, and there's places to go with the football. It's going to get to the point where that first read ain't going to be there, and you're going to have to see these guys do a little bit more work. Uh, but that, uh, you know, look, it's a great start for him. Let me get you to Deshaun Watson, and then tell me uh, what you saw in this one. Uh, all right. Uh, love his poise, playmaking ability, and intangibles. Holds the ball by his ears, has a smooth, quick delivery, has enough arm strength to make all the throws. His accuracy has been very inconsistent, especially on the deep ball. Has some bad misses on tape. Does show the ability to quickly work through progression, stays poised in the pocket. Decision-making has been another area that needs improvement. Struggled with red zone interceptions in his final season. He's a very effective runner. He's slithery to avoid tackles, and he shows outstanding toughness both as a runner and in the pocket. Overall, I think Watson has a lot of upside but his accuracy issues and decision-makings are concerning. I mean, I, I, mean, I think that the, the report is exactly what he displayed on tape. And when you look at the game versus the Panthers, he showed that. I thought you saw the slippery, the slipperiness as a runner, the way he was able to avoid and elude, get to the second level when he did decide to take off. And he doesn't necessarily take big shots. He has a nice feel for being able to run. Uh, in the passing game, he is – best when he's able to kind of throw those pick and stick throws from empty and spread sets quick rhythm get the ball out um they did some things where they helped him by going at a faster tempo so he didn't you know he kind of got into his rhythm really really early the thing that he did and what showed up in collegiate on college tape he missed balls down the seam his deep ball accuracy was a concern and 
he will need to fix that because as they begin to kind of sit and squat on those underneath routes because that's where he's at his best, he is going to have to scare defenses out of squeezing the field by completing some shots over the top. Yeah, I mean, that to me, when I went back and watched it the second time, watched it live on TV, I was like, man, this is big time. Then you went back and, and watched it on tape, like, okay, I see some of the some of the same things showed up. You know, it really, I thought it was two drive throws. It was like three or four drive throws mm-hmm. uh, where the ball kind of got away from him, didn't really control it as well as you'd like. But, you know, the poise was the thing that jumped out to me. Uh, he's got that, no question. I just don't know. You know, it's kind of like what Mike, Mike Leach said when we were talking to him about accuracy. I don't know how much more accurate you can get. I don't think he's ever going to be a pinpoint guy. I think there's going to be a couple throws in each game you're going to wish that you had back. But I think with his moxie and playmaking ability, uh, you know, he's going to be just fine. And I think he wins that starting job sooner rather than later. Uh, the next one here, who had a bunch of big throws, is Kaiser. So let me let me run you through the Kaiser report, and then uh, then we'll go from there. All right, big, sturdy frame, above average athleticism, operates from the gun, very comfortable playing inside the pocket. Holds the ball shoulder high. Nice, smooth throwing motion. He can make every throw with minimum strain. He can drive the ball into tight windows. Flashes the touch to make intermediate throws over linebackers and under safeties. Does, ha- does have some mechanical issues at times, falling off throws, which can affect ball placement. Love is poison the pocket, but he needs to speed up his clock at times. Takes some unnecessary sacks. When he does decide to run, he has sneaky quickness. He can power through tacklers, pick up extra yardage. Racked up 18 rushing touchdowns over his two seasons as a starter. Overall, Kaiser isn't a finished product, but he has all the desired tools to develop into a solid starting NFL quarterback. I mean, I think that's it. And I think for the longest time, we both held him number one at the list because from an ideal standpoint, he is the prototype that you wanted to position. He's big. He's athletic. He has a strong arm. When he's on his game, he throws with timing, anticipation, touch, and he's very accurate. Uh, there are some confidence issues that we've talked about that kind of led us to maybe back off who is he going to be at the next level. But you saw when the momentum was going well in Cleveland, he looked like he could have some some big-time stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that report is what I thought, and I was really glowing. It was hard for me to drop him down because the guy that I saw, the guy that I saw early in the year, the guy that I saw the mid part of the year, I still wanted to buy into being the prototypical number one type quarterback that you look for. Yeah, no, like he made some big throws down the field. And I thought you saw, you know, I talked about him being comfortable inside the pocket. I thought you see him really avoid inside the pocket, climb up in the pocket. So he's he's got that. That's something that's either it's tough to teach too, if you don't have that uh, that comfort level operating within the pocket and he has it. So uh, some good signs, I think, from from all three of those guys. Now we still get to see Pat Mahomes uh, coming up, see how he looks. Um, we uh, we got a chance again. I talked about Jared Goff year two to see him. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. So we've got some more games coming up on the horizon. I'm looking forward to uh, real quick, Buck. I don't want to have much time left, but uh, Leonard Fournette thoughts. What'd you think of what you saw him? Well, I mean, he's big, fast and physical. He runs angry. Uh, they fed him the ball a little bit. He was able to get in the zone. Um, his comments though, I, I think need to be kept in context. When he talked about the SEC prepared him, he felt like the NFL was not as tough as <laughs> he whatever hasn't seen the NFL yet. I, I mean, he, he hasn't really seen it. He's playing against the backups. The game will certainly speed up, but I can also see. Look, he's a big time player. He's a big time runner. We both talked about his physicality and toughness. He definitely gives them an identity. And if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, knowing the issues that we currently have at quarterback, I want to make sure that Fournette and Ivory get a ton of touches. We want to try and make sure we run the ball 35 to 40 times a game and minimize the exposure that we have to give uh, to Blake Bortles. 
All right, last one here. Dalvin Cook, another running back. What, were your, what was your take? Well, actually, give me two because we had Dalvin Cook. We also had Christian McCaffrey. What did you think of those two? I mean, both of those guys are as good as advertised. With Dalvin Cook, um, I had the opportunity to go up and watch him in training camp, and he was the buzz. They kept talking about him, talking about his ability to kind of get to the second level, make things happen. He can make people miss, and he just really settled in and looked like a pro. I thought he looked like that last night. They didn't play well against the Buffalo Bills, but he flashed enough that you're like, oh, yeah. He's that special player that we thought he could be. And then with Christian McCaffrey, um, I think the thing that sometimes we forget, last year he really must have been hurt in terms of like dragging that knee when we saw him early in the year or whatever was affecting his lower body because that looked like the Christian McCaffrey that everyone fell in love with his sophomore season. Quick, decisive, being able to run and hit it between the tackles. They didn't even use him in the passing game, but on those seven attempts for 30-plus yards, he looked like he could be a guy that could kind of hold up, didn't take big shots. Um, he's a different player. I think if you're the Carolina Panthers, you have to be excited. And you have to be excited about the prospect of putting him on the field with a Curtis Samuel. No question. And I think uh, I think that's pretty much all the, the big-time rookies. Did we miss anybody? I'm trying uh, to think if we missed anybody. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think a guy in Philadelphia might have had a pretty nice game. Defensive uh, lineman. I don't know. Uh, Derek Barnett, maybe. Oh, he had a nice. Okay. Game. Anybody yeah, else? Silly? Do we miss anybody else? Uh, maybe Alvin Kamara. I think he went. Uh, hey, Bucky. Uh, Bucky. They, they're all Tennessee Bucky. guys. For yeah. those that don't know, for those that don't know, if you're listening, obviously right now you don't know. I'm I'm at home. Bucky's in the studio. Bucky, can you check your phone on a text message that I just sent you about three minutes ago? <laughs> just read it out loud. See, see what we got here. See what we have here. Uh, it it didn't come through, DJ. What? I I, I don't have it. Hold on. Oh, there he is. Surely we'll mention Barnett and Kamar. Bet you 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I texted DJ before he, when he starts wrapping up. I was like, um, what? Um, did you text me, Sully? I said, oh, no no DB and AK talk? Yeah. Uh, no. I, see, I'd already sent that to Bucky previously. I said, I would have paid not, Bucky 20 bucks if you didn't mention not, that. Not, I mean, Alvin Kamar had a nice, nice, pretty nice game, but Derek Barnett, uh, exactly. two sacks. Two tackles for loss uh, and two quarterback hits. He, he he just showed his ability to use his hands and his bend around the edge just like he did in college, like Bucky was saying. Um, obviously, don't want to hype him up too much, but why not? I think, he, I think that's the whole point. I think I think he I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a dark horse for rookie defensive player of the year just because of how good that defensive line is for for the for the Eagles. Where, who do you double? Snaps. Yeah, the hard part's going to be getting him enough snaps. That's true. There's a lot of mouths. A lot of mouths to feed. That's the whole point. Uh, you got to hype him up. He's going to force his way on the field. He, 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 look, Hollins, between Hollins and Barnett, that's a pretty good start to a good Very good start. Very good start for them. No doubt. All right. I had I just messed with you, Sally. Yeah, I, I know. Gonna, I was going to eventually mention him, but I had I, I wanted you to squirm <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You wanted, yeah. wanted me to squirm in my seat. Had, had to come on the mic to mention it. So. <laughs> no. no, that's all good. Hey, uh, can you uh, – I guess we'll don't let's let's hold off on that. I was going to say we could tease some some cool stuff that we've got coming yep. uh, in the fall, but we'll wait on that. We do what we do have though. Are all our videos up for all these uh, breakout players? Breakout players, yes, they're all up. So you can so go to got- uh, NFL.com/slash/mtsvideo uh, to see them now, and then very soon they'll be they'll all be up on YouTube as well. So. Uh, and, and one of the things I really want to make a, a push on this because I've I've asked the listeners and they've been great. I've asked for a. Uh, uh, some reviews on iTunes, and you guys have given us a bunch of reviews, and I thank you tremendously. Uh, what I would just ask, man, if you if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, you know, if you're not as familiar with podcasts, you're just kind of getting into it. 
instead of just downloading, just subscribe. All you got to do is just push that subscribe button and you'll get all of our Move the Sticks content. I uh, encourage you to do that. Tell, tell a friend, share it around. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, a lot more podcasts uh, coming your way and we're going to get, we're getting a little bit of, uh, I don't want to put the cat out of the bag, but there's some, there's some, uh, there's some, uh, some, some goodies, some goodies on the way here. Yes, so, uh, goodies, good goodies. I'm just goodies. trying to, be, I'm trying to keep it all under wraps, but we got some cool stuff. So trust me, if you, uh, if you can go ahead and just punch that uh, subscribe button, it'll make life easy on you and, uh, and we'll take care of you. Bucky, anything else you want to add before we bounce out of here? No, we just want more people. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen, tell a friend. We got to need to get these numbers up. Nairs football season, we want to see yep. ourselves, see the podcast up near the top when it comes to iTunes, where, where we're on that list. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we keep cranking out good podcasts like today, which we have. We've had a, I think this is our first summer here on Move the Sticks where we've, we've pretty much done one every week. We haven't, we haven't taken a break. We're going to no. keep it rolling into the season. We've we got, we got a big mama mo on our side. Oh, no question. And, and we, again, I'm not even going to tell you any details, but we got some really cool stuff. You guys are going to dig it. And, uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll be back. We'll get you with a new episode next week. I'm looking forward to getting out to a preseason game, Bucky. I know uh, we've got a lot more uh, young guys to look at and evaluate and monitor. And then, you know, we've got the college football season on the way as well, so we'll jump into that some uh, too. So a lot to get to here on Move the Sticks. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys uh, being part of the, the Move the Sticks family here. Sully, we love you, buddy, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.